0: Thank y'all. You know, the first time I played d and is because of y'all's extra life campaign. So I owe everything Yay. to the Thread Raiders and you can cut this part out and just use it for like commercials
1: and stuff like that if you want. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now we're going <laughs> to move it up front in the show. That way, you know, everybody realizes <laughs> how powerful we are every every as a group. Time. There you go.
1: <laughs> please, please
0: let me leave. Please let me go. <laughs> Have
2: I done
1: enough
0: Thread Raiders?
2: Thread Raiders. Hello. Thread raiders. Thread raiders. Thread raiders. Thread
3: raiders.
2: Thread raiders. Thread raiders. Thread raiders.
4: Thread raiders. Thread raiders.
2: Thread raiders. Thread raiders. Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators. With the occasional side quest for carrots and hunks of coal.
4: Yeah, <laughs> carrots.
2: <laughs> of course, nobody has any idea what's no. happening. Yeah. But it was, was good. It show. was really good. I no was on top happening. of it. That was the best joke yeah. I ever told yeah. half of. Good job, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Fenwall Griswick.
4: And I am Chaotic Anarchy.
3: And I am once again TK. TK.
2: And today we have a special guest. Yay. Everybody say hello to Kyle the Turner. Kyle.
3: Hello. Hello. I'm waving, but you can't see Hello, it. Hello, Kyle.
0: Yes, keep waving, please. Jazz hands. Yes, jazz hands <laughs> all day.
3: <laughs> this is a, I keep forgetting we're on a podcast and I'm not streaming right now, so no one can see what the hell I'm doing. No,
4: nope. It's
2: a struggle every week. <laughs> Kyle is one of the duo from the M Word podcast. Yeah. Yes I am Just out of curiosity uh, What word is the M word And I don't want you to worry Because I'll bleep it out (laughs) Yeah Definitely
0: don't bring this up Because it brings death to any who hear it Uh, The Uh the M word is Because the M word is a millennial podcast Solving millennial problems
3: You
2: can't say that on this podcast (laughs) M word it is
3: Now we just need to get it put in every paper
2: (laughs) And so it's You, Millennial Kyle. Yes. And your co-host, Millennial Connor. That is
0: correct. We uh, together form a millennial duo who is out to destroy the world. Or no, no, that's wrong. We solve problems. That's what we do. There's a lot of problems in the world, and millennials are blamed for all of them. And that's not true. And so we fix them. We don't fix them, though. That's actually the problem that we have is we can't fix anything. But it's a work in progress. (laughs)
2: Well, if you fix them, you're not going to have a podcast anymore because what would you talk about? <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. We would hate to solve any problems because then we wouldn't have any reason to put our voices out onto the internet every week. <laughs> Which one of you is more millennial? I, I Definitely me. Um, absolutely 100% me. He's got the anxious
3: side of millennialism. Okay. and
0: And I've got um just all the financial problems.
3: So you have the crotchety old man side of millennialism
0: yeah about half the time and also the other half um is eating avocados and connor doesn't do that so
3: now
2: one of you looks like ray and one of you looks like egon uh do you also have a peter and a winston in your troop i i obviously understand
0: that reference <laughs> oh good what, what i'm a, what i'm afraid i didn't of. want to think that i was that old what I'm afraid of is that there might be someone out there listening who didn't understand that reference, and and so you may want to explain it before I tell my very funny response to
2: to that if, reference.
3: If they don't get that reference, they are too young to be listening to us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that joke was in reference to the Ghostbusters, a 1984 movie starring multiple big name stars. I don't know if I've ever.
0: Okay, I'm just. I'm here's the charade. It's coming down. I didn't understand what you said. Even though I've definitely seen the <laughs> Ghostbusters, I've never heard them referred by name, and that's a first for me. Um, oh. s- s- most of the time, I've only ever heard just Bill Murray, and actually, that's it. He was the only one in that one, huh? <laughs>
2: we're gonna we're gonna completely skip over the fact that it was the greatest movie that Rick Moranis ever made. Uh, oh you know. yeah, it was. <laughs> yes, just the,
3: like how yeah, to throw that out there was amazing in that movie. And many Not times that. in the Darth Raiders Discord, that joke comes back between Mets and I when I just <laughs> somehow be- she became key Metzer for a while.
0: The ghosts ate the other uh, members of our team, and that's oh, why no. we, yeah, the, that's why the, the. they're ghosts now. And it's a real struggle because <laughs> we've been hunting them. And um, and that's the plot of my future D&D podcast. So thank you for bringing it up. Hey. That is interesting. That does sound like a really good adventure, though, when you think about it, as if it's set in the Ghostbusters universe, and your goal is to find your dead team members. <laughs>
3: so that 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 we'll be discussing later. Okay, good.
4: I was a dead PC once, but it was only for like 10 minutes, because everybody else died, and then the game ended. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> wait, wait, was that during uh, the that uh, Betrayal. Ned house <laughs> yes.
3: because you know i would have made it if i rolled higher on my
4: sprint <laughs> i was like oh i'm totally gonna win this game everyone's dead okay well there you go
0: did you consider that they might great. have um died in solidarity with you
4: oh i didn't think of it like the,
3: that they got angry because i was just That's following so orders nice. and i like firebomb <laughs> firebombing the whole joint
4: yep <laughs> it escalated quite quickly <laughs> So how did you get the team together for the podcast?
0: Um so Connor is is a, a close friend of mine and we we're um well what's the word narcissists we're narcissists and um and we we felt like hey everyone should know the stuff we're coming up with and so we wrote a, a web series and then we realized hey, we can't produce a web series there's so much more involved and then Connor moved to California and I stayed in Texas and we decided, hey, let's do that thing where we talk to each other over the internet and then just archive it for all of the world.
3: Wow. Nifty. and true millennial fashion, he moved to California.
0: Yes, he did, <laughs> and it's real disappointing. I, I do feel like, though, now there's been this, like, there's more people moving to, at least in my experience, to, like, Texas now, and so, because, like, Austin is a big place where we have Californians moving to Austin all the time, and so I feel like there's a ch- there's a shift coming And I don't know if it's millennials or Generation Z or, you know, the next generation
2: who are babies. I don't know. (laughs) The M word. It's just not all fun and games. Okay. You accidentally betrayed yourselves in episode 31 (laughs) when you announced that you were on a quest to take over all of the cemeteries of the world. Yeah. Are you necromancers? And if so, sigils, runes,
0: or wands... You know we're we're putting together an exploratory committee to, to figure out what to do because um, Connor has Connor has no experience with necromancy, and so I just thought you could just um, talk at the grave and, and see if something would happen, and so I just kind of I just walked up to a, a cemetery and went ooh.
1: <laughs> come, come with us come
0: back to life and it didn't work so actually no you already, work. you've given me more information than I found out in two months of research so I, I do appreciate
1: the gift you've given me
2: <laughs> what would work better wands or the other thing you said uh, well first of all you're going to need a Wiccan all right, you're at the beginning levels of this uh, and so you need a, a spirit guide to help you out Okay. Um, I'm all for the sigils. Literally drawing on the graves with uh, clay or crayons. I think that that's a good idea.
0: I really love the image of crayons on a grave. That That's <laughs> given me the most
3: joy. As a, as a pagan from almost all my life, uh, what would work really well for you is uh, sigils most of all. Because, you know, you can piss stuff off easier that way.
2: Okay. Good to know. Also, if you already have a dream in a dream catcher, you can just take the dream catcher and smash it over the grave. <laughs> but that right. might be more advanced stuff.
0: See, and I had no idea that we knew absolutely nothing <laughs> until I've come on this podcast and learned so much more about what I need to do
2: to take over the world.
4: <laughs> You're welcome. We're all
2: about helping people.
4: Wait till you get to carrots. I mean. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> wait till we get to the Carrots. Well, on that note, so in episode number 36, you guys mentioned that uh, uh, farts don't cause climate change. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think your contention was that farts do cause climate change, and I have a bone to pick with that, because they don't.
4: Uh-oh. <laughs>
1: well, I obviously
0: have evidence to
1: back up my claims.
2: Um, can I
0: just say, this is the first time I've ever heard just some of the quotes from our show. It just kind of happen in, in my ears, and it's... um. And I'm real happy that I put work into this. <laughs> it's all that show prep. <laughs> it's all the show prep. Um, so go
2: ahead, yeah, give me your give me your challenge. Farts oh. are a closed loop <laughs> system, okay? So for instance, you eat a carrot, okay, which <laughs> makes you fart. but the problem is that the fart now gets eaten by the son of the carrot, okay <laughs> Now, as perverse as that sounds, that means that the fart is consumed and the next person eats the carrot and then that fart is consumed and the next person eats a carrot, so on and so forth. That is a closed system. Nothing awful. is ever added to the system uh, as opposed to climate change, which is actually uh, being added to by the fossil fuel, which is in the ground. And so that's why it's an open loop system that's causing all the trouble with the greenhouse gas.
0: Okay, um, I'm just going to give my rebuttal here. I will concede the point about, uh, you know, the closed-loop system. <laughs> that's a very great point. I believe Elton John said it best when he said it's the circle of life. And oh. I think um, I think that's a great point. My, uh, my co- counterpoint is the word uh, is what about those farts that get lit by a c- like a cigarette lighter? What about those, huh? This is getting hot. Yeah, what about that, Chris? Those are pretty hot global warming. Be- beat you. I got you down.
2: Ha I have to admit, this is going to be an interesting editing choice for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what I'm here for.
2: Keep
4: you on your toes.:
2: Well, for what it's worth, you actually taught me something with your podcast, because up Aww. until episode 33, I had no idea what the etymology of Canada was. Oh, yeah, And then you guys explained that in the show, which was very interesting.
0: I'm trying to remember desperately now if I did a joke or a real answer.
2: No, you did the real answer. <laughs> okay. It is an Iroquois word. Uh, yes. It was originally Kanata, uh, which means village. Yep.
1: Oh, it was I a like
2: misunderstanding. That. Yes. Like all good language. Jacques Cartier, who was a In French Canada. explorer, uh, was looking for directions. And when he asked a Native American teenager, the teenager told him this way to the Kanata. And uh, the explorer thought that he was referring to the whole land. Uh, versus his village, which was just up the road.
0: And, and that's why we're a real big educational podcast. That's uh, right. As you, as you can see, just uh, stick around. Uh, you know, We're you know, almost 40 episodes in, and you might learn two things. So that's good.
2: He's helping uh, millennials become Gen Xers. That's uh, a <laughs> <Yeah>. noble effort. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we're
0: trying
2: desperately.
3: Educating people one episode at a time. Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: that's our new tagline, until we're
0: sued <laughs> for false advertising.
4: <laughs> so Mets girl told me Kyle yes that you love Instagram.
0: I d- I do. I'm a I'm a pretty Quite big a Instagram user.
4: Mhm. And I also heard that Red Dead 2 you're like obsessed with it.
0: I you
4: know Yes, I am. <laughs> I absolutely
0: am. I, I actually just let if you're if you haven't played Red Dead at all, it's a good, 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 good cowboy game, and that's essentially what it is. It, it anybody else uses any other words, they're a lying, and you can technically duel them if you want. Um, oh, that's cool. Yes, legally there's a law, and the <laughs> I was in I was in Austin, and I went to a friend's house, and and his house had these horse like posts outside of his door and i don't know why it's texas so maybe he thought somebody needs a a hitching post i don't know and um but it looks exactly like the post in red dead and i literally walked up and i said i can hitch my horse there good to know just in case just in case the the veil of reality breaks down around me and i'm stuck in red dead forever i know i can hitch my horse here um it's a very very good game that i deeply enjoy and that millions of other people also enjoy. This isn't an indie game, so I feel bad giving it any yeah. sort of promotion. But It's very
4: popular. Yeah, it's
0: a very good game, and I enjoy it. I haven't even finished it, and I've been playing it for like a month. It's insane.
4: Is it more that the story is what you really like, or is it the graphics and the gameplay or the world?
0: It's definitely the world in general. I haven't really cared that much about the story because it's like, eh. Like it, it's, it's cowboy, outlaws, all the good stuff. There's nothing really original there. It's pretty much what you expect, but I spent most that's the reason I haven't finished the story is because I've spent all the time like hunting and riding my horse around the entire map, which is massive and like i i had to i spent this is I'm not proud of this I spent an hour and a half of of an American work day finding a white <laughs> Arabian horse because I knew it was the best horse and I had to go in the mountains in the snow. I got mauled by a cougar that wasn't fun. Um, no, no. yeah it can be it can be hectic but I got I got the horse I tamed the horse the horse is mine that horse's name is Juice Fluid um, and <laughs> so that's
4: is that what they called it in the game or did you name No,
0: it? you get to name your horse and it, it's it's Juice honestly it's fluid. a big it's a big uh, waste of yes. time for me because I do sit there for about an hour trying to come up with a name but
4: <laughs> it was a good one Good. Name. thank you it's, it's yeah. memorable
0: can I also say that in this game I think the best part of the innovation is that horses have permadeath which means that if your horse dies in the game you can't get that horse back. And so Ooh. I protect my horse with my life. <laughs> and, and like it, I save constantly just in case somebody kills my horse and I have to reload from that save because that's the only way I'm going to get juice fluid back and juice fluid and I are we're ride right until we die.
4: Does Juicy Fluid like carrots?
0: Juicy Fluid loves carrots. <laughs> that's his favorite uh. food um <laughs> definitely you say that you might have set that up as a joke but it's actually true wild carrots uh, are very popular in so the game hey. and help horses. What, what
3: i'm hearing is your horse dies then it's just "F it new game
0: <laughs> start from the beginning start
4: i would be the same way start this I 70
0: would, hour game start. over i'm done
4: yes yeah because that's what's different with the games today is now it just keeps going it's not like you can make different saves like resident evil where you can have eight different slots and then go back you know get a different typewriter like this is legit like your horse dies you're screwed it's horrible exactly
2: it's real stressful some -hmm. of you at home might be thinking to yourselves huh this carrot thing sounds like a great drinking game do not drink (laughs) when we say the word carrot do you understand me (laughs)
4: <laughs> the juicy carrot game it, <laughs> You will go to the brought hospital you, by Kyle.
3: <laughs> you will go blind depending on what you're drinking <laughs>
2: uh, You know TK's weird. grandmother was attacked by a badger so <laughs> <laughs> uh, He probably can relate to some of the things we've gone through in this game His
4: dad was attacked by an eel I Yes, mean, It seems to be a recurring theme in the family <laughs> <laughs>
2: May, I think their family were testing out Red Dead Redemption It sounds <laughs>
4: like Yes <laughs>
2: Well, let me just wrap up by saying that uh, so clearly you are not Vince Clortho, the key master of Gorzo, <laughs> um, but we like you anyway. <laughs> I,
0: Yay. That's the kindest thing anyone's ever said to me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who didn't understand that reference, uh, it is related to Ghostbusters, the 1984 movie. The, no. the world famous, very good movie oh by so famous Rick Moranis. It's a great movie. Starring Rick Moranis Fabulous. and a bunch of other people who you probably have never heard of. Uh, and the <laughs> lady from Alien, that's right, Sigourney uh, Weaver. Oh,
0: that's Sigourney right, Weaver, yeah. and um, Dan
2: Aykroyd. Arne
4: Dan Sparks, Aykroyd Sparks, yep. was in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, such a
0: good cast. And uh, Melissa McCarthy, I think, was in it. Um, Kate, uh, Kate, now, now, you are you're, you're mixing your uh, you're mixing <laughs> your metaphors. Oh, okay. All Mixing right.
3: your movies. Uh-oh. That's the Uh-oh. problem. See,
0: that's the problem with millennials. Tune into our next episode of The M word where we talk about dealing with remakes <laughs> in the uh, theater. How do we hold it all together? <laughs>
3: Wait, I got to say this. Technically, not a remake. Uh, the I mean, I'm mean, i a Ghostbusters nerd, <laughs> which will be leading up to what game we're talking about. Uh, Yay! The, it was not a remake. It was actually a continuation Uh, Their whole cast was going to be in it. There was a line they kept in it that was originally supposed to have Egon there. Like, this happened 26 years ago, and we covered it up then. Oh,
0: they're building a universe like the Wizarding World.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They tried to, but then fans got super mad for some reason.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because some fans are super sexist. And that's another, that's a different problem.
4: (laughs) It's
2: promo time. Greetings, fellow adventurers. Fenwald Griswick here. Dice are like people. When they first arrive at your house, you're thrilled to see them, and they cooperate with your plans for world domination. But then, after about five hours or so, you develop a mutual hatred, and they deliberately screw with your stuff out of spite. Are you tired of rolling a 1 when you really needed a 12 or higher? Do your acrobatics checks look more like grasping vines? Have you been killed while casting animal friendship? Scientifically speaking, your dice probably aren't cursed. But why take the chance? Our presenting sponsor this week is Tabletop Loot. Tabletop Loot has a wide variety of gaming accessories, such as complete sets of dice, tote bags, t-shirts, rolling towers, and much more. They even have those pads of paper you use to write down the list of things you need to buy from the grocery store. Whether it's ending the terrible reign of an undead dragon or simply trying to climb out of a hole formerly lived in by a gelatinous cube, don't settle for substandard tools. Visit tabletoploot.com right now to see all of their amazing wares. And when you find something you like, use the code Raiders at checkout to get an even bigger discount. After all, what's the point in publicly admitting you know us if you're not going to get a little cash out of the deal? Tabletop loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show.
3: So, uh, the game this week is one that a friend of mine asked me to find, and I actually saw it at PAX and almost bought it. And then I saw the price tag. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters.
2: Oh, the Ghost game? <laughs>
4: oh, wait, was that me? Yeah. Was I the friend who pointed it out?
3: No, it was right below that one game that Buzz kept saying that you, you know, every time you play, something bad happens.
4: <laughs> yes. Tell us more I, about Ghostbusters. And uh, can I play as
2: Vince Clortho, the key master of Gorzo?
3: Oh, uh, you can play as anything you want.
2: <laughs> yes. Actually, which
3: is nice. That's what I'd like to hear. Uh, uh, it's out of publication right now. Uh, it originally came, when it was published, it came in a box, like a board game box, because there were tokens, and it's run on D6s, but one of the dice was a ghost die. And the ghost die was like rolling a nat 1. It was a bad die to roll. Okay. Because rolling the ghost die meant something horrible, like, beyond comprehension was going to happen to you.
2: Mm. How does one get a ghost die?
3: The easiest way is pissing off your GM, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that is actually written in the rules. How to get a ghost eye. Upset the uh, gatekeeper.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're called the gatekeeper? Yeah. The GM is the gatekeeper. (laughs) All right, now wait a minute. In the movie, the gatekeeper gets laid, so (laughs) what kind of game is this?
3: Written in 1986, originally, so I mean...
2: So dirty. I love it. Do you have to put your keys in a bowl at the beginning of the game?
3: (laughs) I mean, you can if that's how you want to play, but that's not in the rules. That would be a completely uh, homebrewed brewed rule there, Gris. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, I know how to throw a party.
3: The uh, <laughs> uh, character sheet is actually called a Ghostbusters ID card because you are technically working for Ghostbusters, Inc. No, oh, this is so cool! <laughs> <laughs> I love everything about this. And uh, the ID cards you could c- were on perforated pages you could tear out of the book. <laughs> and oh, you, know, it, you could actually put your picture on it your name and you could have your traits and they fans have actually taken up and written more about it and uh, to show my level of ghostbuster nerddom I did run this last year for a 24 hour gaming thing I was doing with friends and I had Tobin's Sp- I actually have a copy of Tobins spirit guide
4: and where can you get this at is this like online it's out of print
3: currently there's a group yeah. of fans who are working' say, I've never seen it on getting it republished. Mm-hmm. there's a company that did have the rights for a bit, but uh, we actually met the company that currently owns the rights at PAX. Chaosium just bought the rights a few months ago. And so they're going to try getting the copyright rather than just rights to publish, but the actual copyright to the game to republish mm-hmm. it as a new game.
2: Mm.
0: That'd be good. I'm just, I'm just so happy that this now exists because if you would asked me earlier today, Kyle, what's going on in the tabletop Ghostbusters world? (laughs) I would have said, I don't know what that means. But literally give an hour on here, and and I now know everything I need to know about it. And that the fact that it exists. I love podcasts, y'all. Y'all are doing a service to
2: the humanity. I have it on good authority that Tabletop Loot has ghostly-looking dye that would be perfect for this sort of scenario. I really
0: like the idea that if this game is paired with a Ouija board, like it's bundled with it, and you have the opportunity <laughs> to fight actual ghosts. <laughs> if if that's I mean, a possibility, I'm if, all for
3: it. If they don't if they don't release it by 2020, I'm gonna see if I can buy the rights from them, and I will do that. Mm-hmm. I'll start a Kickstarter and everything. You guys will get sick of hearing me plug the Kickstarter for it, and eventually, be like TK. Shut up. Your Kickstarter <laughs> took off for it. Well, the only problem
2: with this game is that in order to play it, you need a box of crayons and a cemetery.
3: <laughs> it's
2: community, it's community
1: update.
4: update. Well, you can blame Grizz because if Grizz sang the song, then nobody else would have to sing the song. Just like I don't want you is.
2: to worry. We have 50 other recordings that all get mashed together <laughs> on top of your own, so it will be indecipherable.
0: So you're saying I should have done like a real slow funeral (laughs) march is what
3: you're saying. The Louisiana dirge for community Yes, that would have
1: been great.
4: (laughs) Uh, So today's community update is for WizSave, a.k.a. WisdomSave. If you go on Twitter, though, it's at WizSave. They have a website out called um, WisdomSaveMedia.com. And they are one of my followers here on Twitter. And they have a Kickstarter out, which I thought everyone would love. Uh, it is called the Notice Board. Basically, it's, a, it's for two to four players. It's a worker placement mechanic set in place for a fast-paced role-playing game. And it's compatible with most D20 systems. The object is to have the most renown in all the land. So it's you and your adventurers are going out into the world. You go to a tavern and you find people who are looking for help. And based upon what motivates your character, you look on the board and you pick your quest and then go out into the world and see if you can either get the most coins, maybe the most experience, whichever your team decides that uh, would be the best for your group. You go on all these quests and you can also level up your team so that you can get uh, harder quests to go on to and get bigger rewards. Now, what's really cool about this is that if you're new to DMing, they have cards that um, you can pull out and you can actually read and it walks you step by step through the process in case you're new with this. And it's not just one person DMing a game. Each player gets a chance to tell a part of the story. So the first card you pick up, it basically tells you to gather your party around. And then the next card tells you about a settlement. It may give you an idea of like a tavern or maybe there's a land. It asks you questions so that it makes you think about it. So what is the town known for? Who lives there? Why is it called what it's called? To help the person who is currently um, playing for that moment, it'll help them create, you know, whatever the story is going to be. Then you pick your quest. And there's um, like a quest deck that you can shuffle through and pick them out. And then you can decide what player wants to go with what quest. Maybe somebody wants to go to a dungeon. Maybe somebody wants to go save somebody in a nearby town. And then everybody goes out to their parties. But each person gets to basically, in a way, DM their own scenario, which is really cool. And they have these cards that help you for like NCPs. Um, in case you're having trouble coming up with names. They also have um, difficulty levels on there. Uh, Some of them have outcomes that, you know, it'll tell you like how many, how much coinage or rewards that you might reap if you uh, complete a quest that you go on. And it's just basically a step-by-step process. Um, They're doing really well so far. They're almost at 4,000 and it's only day one. And for those who are um, not sure who they are, on their website, they actually have, which TK, I think you'd be rather interested in, they have a couple PDFs on there uh, to help you with your gameplay. So there's one called Tavern Rumors, and this is, has up to like 100 quest hooks that you can use in your d and game. And it doesn't have to be connected to this Kickstarter. You can actually use it in your own d and campaigns. There's also Bard, Brewers, and Bandits, which is really cute. Uh, That's a book filled with NPCs. And then they also have a pocket companion, which is 145 pages filled with taverns, plot hooks, and tools that you may need for your campaign. And I I really think that if you're new to DMing, it can be very... Um, it can make you nervous. Uh, You might have trouble coming up with ideas because of anxiety or maybe you just don't even know where to start. And I think with this Kickstarter, it's a good place to kind of get you started. I know with like 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, I felt like that was a really good um, game for me to start off with when it comes to like DMing. And I think these tools would also help make it even easier. So I would check it out.
2: So they have a book of hooks. Like when you say hook, is it like, uh, you know, like plot twists or what exactly does that mean?
4: Correct. Yeah. Like a plot twist that makes you come up with creative ideas in your mind. Maybe you're having trouble thinking of a theme. And so by giving you like a plot hook it will help you figure out where you want to go with the scenario. Sometimes you have like that mental block, especially like with writers. When you write all the time, sometimes you're kind of like, oh, where do I go? Or what do I do? And you kind of lose that creativity. These plot hooks help fuel that so that you can get started with your campaigns. Cool. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. So it's called The the Notice Board. And it's on Kickstarter for another 35 days. So go check them out.
2: It's tea time. Tea time. Ah. The segment of our show where I read the facts as printed on the underside of uh, caps from an unnamed tea brand. Uh, Your choices are true, false, or huh. I will read the facts, wait for your response, and then announce the scores at the end.
4: Are you ready for this, I'm. I am
2: so ready. I live for this. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Trivia addicts. I like it.
4: It's All so of our good. guests
2: should be trivia addicts.
1: <laughs> it makes life so much more
3: interesting. Literally,
0: one of my favorite like series of YouTube videos that exists on the internet is the Big Fat Quiz, which is an annual show that you know, they do over in the UK, where it's basically just a, a pub quiz but with comedians answering.
2: And it's my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. I just love trivia. I can't get enough. <laughs> Snapcap fact number fifty-one. There are 63,360 inches in a mile. Wow. Huh. That,
3: uh, it's
0: true. This is why yeah, we should use true. the, this is why we should use the metric system, because I would know
3: <laughs> immediately <laughs> if it was metric. Then it would be like, there are this many inches in a kilometer, and then we'd have to convert down to centimeters, and then. <laughs> All that driving
2: you do, you don't just know this answer?
0: I um no I definitely got pulled over when I was driving in Canada because I was I was I thought the speed limit was in miles per hour and I wasn't looking and, I love um, this road trip yeah there's a lot of things that happened um, and just so you know kilometers you can be going 100 you know, kilometers an hour but really that's just like 60 yes and so it, it's misleading and I think uh, we should just dump the imperial system just like we did in 1776 am I right go America <laughs> I am on board I love this um, I'm gonna also say true because it's, it's such a weird number that if it's not true then it, this was a crime
2: <laughs> alright TK what'd you say True. Okay. And the answer is true. Yay. Yay. Five thousand two hundred and eighty feet in a mile times twelve inches is sixty three thousand three sixty. Can't get any simpler than that. Ooh. Boom. Boom. Starting,
4: Starting off good. And
2: we're just
0: twenty three million miles from the sun, right?
4: Just
2: these are all just <laughs> numbers that exist.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Snapcap fact number two ninety four. No only child has been president of the United States. Ooh.
3: I want to say false.
2: I would like to point out that this question is a grammatical train wreck, but you know, regardless. <laughs> yeah. Th- that's that is true. how it was printed. So every, every U.S. president
0: has had a brother or sister. Correct.
4: Did Abraham Lincoln? Yes.
2: <laughs> that's a hint.
4: Oh, well, that's good. I'm just going to keep naming all the <laughs> yeah. presidents because you just tell you me. You name all, all the had. presidents <laughs> and
2: I'll name whether they have uh, siblings or not. Okay, I do know George Washington had a brother. That's correct. I'm pretty sure.
4: Kennedy's did.
2: Kennedy had uh, multiple,
0: yes.
4: Mm-hmm. No, I only have uh, two. Clinton?
0: Yes. Um, what about, okay, see, this is going to be the tricky one because nobody remembers him other than the fact that he died real soon. William Henry Harrison, did he have a sibling? Yes. I feel like you're just saying that. Wow! Or maybe you're saying it because the answer on this fact says yes, and so you just know <laughs> that you can say yes to everything. That's my That'd be answer. So
1: funny! My, my oh. answer is yes.
2: <laughs> Bill Clinton's brother was actually a troublemaker.
4: Hmm. Yeah, and, that, and Bill Clinton was no, book.
2: Bill Clinton was notoriously
0: squeaky clean. So. <laughs> 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 yes, the <laughs> one dismerger was his brother.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna say false.
2: Okay.
3: I'm sticking with false. All right.
2: And the answer is true. <laughs> oh,
4: no, God! I played the game. I'll catch you.
2: This includes the current president. Donald Trump has four siblings. Uh, Elizabeth Trump Growl, uh, Frederick Trump Jr., Mary Ann Trump Barry, and Robert Trump. Huh. And for what it's worth, Barack Obama's father had multiple children across multiple wives. Uh, uh, so he has many, many, many brothers and sisters. Hmm. Step brothers and sisters he
3: wasn't who I was thinking about though I was thinking about Taft
2: <laughs> alright the dirtiest of all presidents I could
3: see yeah you that's think what, like, like, I, I'm pretty sure they broke the mold sim- on that one I was Like if, if people were, if he had siblings they probably disowned him as soon as he got like look he got stuck in a bathtub we're not related to him <laughs>
2: It's because well, he was 14 pounds six ounces when he was born and you figure at that point they would just stop having kids because the plumbing's broken
0: <laughs> i just i like what this fact has taught us and it's that the there's a crucial development in having siblings that whenever your older sibling or a younger sibling gives you a hard time just know
2: that it's making you presidential material that's right <laughs> we should focus mm-hmm. on when your older brother's picking on you, be like, "Someday I'll be president, <laughs> and I'll have you audited." <laughs> That's my only power. <laughs> <laughs> Snapcap fact number one one nine seven: Blueberry jelly beans were created for Ronald Reagan's presidential inauguration in nineteen eighty
4: one. It seems very specific. Yeah, I,
3: I do not know much about jelly beans.
0: Do we know if jelly beans were around in Reagan's time? That's yes. question number yeah, one. Yeah,
3: they—they're an old treat.
0: No, that's right. They were in Harry Potter, so they've been around since the medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> Blue I mean, blueberries got to be a standard, right? Like that's one that you got strawberry, you got you know banana, you got blueberry. That's I mean that's got to be huh. one of the standards.
4: I don't remember blueberry.
0: I don't remember Reagan.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I want to say Not I want to say
3: false. <laughs> I'm so old.
2: <laughs> Why did we invite him? I'm so old he's making me feel old.
0: <laughs> if, if it helps you, I remember I rem- Reagan. I remember no. when Reagan died. If that helps you. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I'm, di- I'm dying.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you know, uh,
3: he first be called Mr. Reagan. Mr. Reagan.
0: That seems like a weird time to debut a product, yeah, right? Yeah,
4: how does it come up? You know what I'd really like my inauguration? <laughs> a blueberry. <laughs> I, I He bean. was an
3: actor, so I could see him saying something just off the cuff like that. And them taking him seriously, though. But I'm still going with a false, because I bet you he just had them there, because that might have been his favorite flavor of, uh, you know, jelly
4: bean. Yeah, I mean, it's a fancy occasion. Why, why go with a bean?
0: See, I'm going to say false because I, I have a hard time picturing Ronald Reagan being <laughs> just like, I love bu- blueberries, but I wish that they were smaller and gelatinous.
1: Like, I don't well, imagine that conversation happening. Me. I mean,
3: he he <laughs> was in the Navy and, you know, surrounded by water all the time. Probably just like, look, I like the color blue.
4: I'm going to go with true. Why not? It's crazy.
2: All right. And the answer is true. <sighs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I went out, Kyle? Damn. Damn. I am
3: surprised okay. by that.
2: Ronald Reagan used to smoke a pipe, and when he stopped smoking, he needed something in order to cope, and so he turned to jelly beans. He was smoking jelly beans. Uh, well, <laughs> in, in a manner of speaking. <laughs> okay. So while he was governor of California, he was on a case-a-month habit of jelly beans, <laughs> uh, and oh, he geez. became good friends with the people at the GoLitz Jelly Bean Company, now known as the Jelly Belly Candy Company. That's a smart name change. <laughs> when it came time for the inauguration, they were very excited about sending up uh, cases and cases of jelly beans for the inauguration because it was a huge amount of cash that they would be getting. But the problem is, the one color that they didn't have for the red, white, and blue jelly bean shipment was blue. So they oh had to invent gosh. it. And thus they made the blueberry jelly bean for Ronald Reagan's inauguration.
3: Wow. Wow.
0: History is so weird, y'all. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, you should have heard some of the weird stuff that we've run into. <laughs> I mean, if we were normal, we would all be, you know, working nine to fives, have white picket fenced houses, and none of us would ever have met. Because we are be like, no, dear, I'm not going to go on this thing called Twitters. I'm going to watch C-SPAN. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tis my civic
2: duty, lady.
0: I must watch C-SPAN.
2: Fun fact, jelly beans are 72% sucrose. Thus, there is more sugar in five standard jelly beans than in one Oreo cookie. (laughs) That's crazy. Isn't that weird?
4: That is so weird.
2: I like
0: that in that series, they had to pick something to compare it to, and they just said, nah, let's go with an Oreo. I like it. No, I picked the Oreo. Did you? Okay, good. <laughs> because Grizz <Chris> likes
3: Oreos, <laughs> obvious.
2: <laughs> you wanted to know how many Oreos you could get away with. <laughs>
3: I
1: have an Oreo joking. addiction,
2: and to- so I've turned to smoking a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Snapcap fact number 951. A pearl can be dissolved by vinegar. I hmm. want
3: to say true.
2: I mean, vinegar can eat anything, right? That's
0: That's what they tell us.
3: Oh, well, vinegar and certain uh, chemical additives can be used to dissolve a lot of stuff. Uh, also, can be used to stop quick life from burning through your flesh.
4: Okay. Oh, I mean it's a
3: defectant, but... But it can... Hmm. Oh, it can eat calcium. Pearls are calcium.
0: Are they calcium or are they carbon?
3: Calcium. Pearls okay. are made by calcium deposits and... Oh, in
0: diamond, diamonds are carbon.
3: Oysters okay. or clams. I can't remember which one. I just to know they both kill me. <laughs>
4: Well, I mean, I can't debate science there.
0: Yep, although we're going to look like fools because if we trusted them.
4: I trust DK, so I'll say that's true.
0: I will also agree uh, <laughs> under protest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with true because I have a feeling that, I mean, I made Mandy a pearl necklace <laughs> once and I, my hands pulled Oh, did you? Know? Hey, now. Well, oh, watch the rating. Watch the rating.
2: <laughs> I ordered her a. Uh, We're still in PG 13 category.
3: I ordered her a pearl <laughs> offline and put it into silver, but I had to pour vinegar over my hands because, you know, I'm allergic to clams and it was inside a clam. Wow. You risked you your life
2: for a, for a gift? For yes. Your wife.
3: Yes. Oh, and I got that's... severely yelled at. For it. Wow.
4: Is walking, Well, not really, like, That was stupid. Are you okay?
3: It's like, yeah, my hands are just swollen. They'll be this way for Mandy, a while. Mandy, I oh, need you God. to
2: take this thing and stab it into my heart.
4: <laughs> 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 I accidentally touched
2: the clam. <laughs> don't ask, it's about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is true. <laughs> Because
0: otherwise, TK would have risked his life for nothing. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) No,
3: I I wanted to make. How'd you
4: find out you were allergic? Uh, What's that story?
3: After I got out of the navy, I was at a friend's uh, party. She was a nurse. She made clam dip, and I used to love it. And I was eating some, and you know, we were having some drinks. She looked at me like, your face is turning blue, hon. Are you okay? <laughs> I walked to my brother's house, which was like 100 feet away, walked into his kitchen, grabbed the Everclear, and chugged it. Because oh, this was oh. old medic training kicking in. It was like, Everclear will open your airways in an emergency situation. I forgot she was a nurse. <laughs> I come back out. She's like, you smell like liquor. What did you do? I was like, I think I might be allergic to whatever you gave me. What was it? It's like, clam dip. I was like, huh. So I sat down to eat more of it because I was smart. And she's like, okay, stop. Your hands are swelling up. I'm like, huh? I looked down to where some of it was on the chip and my hand was swelling up. I was like, oh, I think I might be allergic. She's like, you've never knew this? What's wrong with you? I was like, never happened before.
0: I just love that you left the nurse's home to go chug Everclear. Because I next forgot time she was a nurse. I, next time I go to a hospital for something, I'll be like, no, just never mind. I'm going to go to the liquor store across the street.
3: <laughs> don't do, we are not recommending that. It's all that. good. It's all good. Don't pull a TK.
0: Although, to be fair, it'll save you thousands of dollars in hospital bills. Just chug some Everclear. We're
4: getting a shirt made
3: for the thread that says, don't pull a TK?
4: <laughs> so, Grizz, why is it true? I like how a
2: man with a shellfish allergy and is genetically attractive to eels joined the joined the navy. That's top notch oh, stuff.
4: Oh no! What do you think of that? Oh TK. What are you doing to yourself?
2: <laughs> a pearl is two parts. Uh, the first part is just like humans have phagocytes that eat invaders that come into your body. So too does the mollusk uh first throws out a phagocyte in order to eat whatever has come in whether it be a grain of sand or a, a worm or whatever and then after the phagocyte has you know like encased it uh, it is then shellacked over and over again by calcium carbonate aka limestone and that's what a pearl is so yes once vinegar gets a hold of it it just dissolves it right away wow so the answer is true and we learned a lot about tk along the way which
3: i like. <laughs> yes hey my life is an open book <laughs>
2: So if you're mm-hmm. at a store and you're wondering whether a pearl necklace is real or not, simply dip it in vinegar and uh, wait about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then deal with your decisions. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> deal
3: with the cops being called for destruction of private property.
2: Snapcap fact number 888. In some cultures telling of Snow White, the dwarves are thieves. True. Do you know that from experience? That was very quick. <laughs>
4: <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> New White and the Seven Thieves. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but in that in in that retelling, are they still called like Doc and Grumpy and Happy and Sneezy? No, no
4: way. Yes, I didn't think so. Uh, Doc see. and Grumpy true. and Sneezy
2: at all is uh, they're that those names are owned by the Disney Corporation. Walt Disney Did, came up with those names. Disney owns everything. Right.
0: Welcome to 2018.
4: It has to be true because yeah, I, I wanted to be.
3: I want to say true <laughs> because I uh old Grimm fairy tales were not as PC as Disney. None of
4: the fairy tales are.
0: I'm so, okay, so I'm struggling because recently uh, for the M word we have a Patreon and we release specific Patreon episodes for them. And in our last one we had to answer the question which dwarf would we be from the S- Snow White and the <laughs> Seven Dwarfs. Okay. <laughs> and so I I had like the Wikipedia article open and and to go through the dwarves and I don't remember seeing anything about the original like, tail being thieves. Because it was definitely Snow White and the Huntsman, right? Like, that was the original sure. tale. Oh, oh, no. Now I care too much. This is trouble. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going I'm I'm to buck the trend, and I'm going to say false. All right. Oh, man.
2: And the answer is false. Yes. Uh, uh, no. Tale number 53 of The Brothers Grimm from 1812. Is called (laughs) Snee (laughs) Witchin, and bless you, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) In the story, they are both brothers and dwarves, and throughout history, they have always been brothers and or dwarves. Um, However, only once were they thieves in the movie Snow White and the Seven Thieves, or in the original Italian, Bianca Neve e i Sette Ladri which was made in 1949 and is a comedy film directed by Giacomo Gentilomo. Wow. I mean, we can all agree that the dwarves are thieves and that they
1: steal yeah, our let's hearts. do that. They That's steal
2: good. our hearts every time. <laughs> oh. Yeah. TK, you won a half a point there for knowing that it was the Brothers Grimm. That's very impressive. <laughs> Not many people know that.
3: Wow, really? Yes. <laughs> that is like... The the icon of fairy tales from when we were growing up. What's wrong with people? It's you, it's you young millennials. That's the problem.
0: It's either Br- Brothers Grimm or it's uh, Hans Christian Andersen, right? Is that that's the other guy, right? Who did like Little uh, Mermaid?
3: Uh, Hans Christian Andersen <laughs> did the musical renditions of them, but uh, mm-hmm. the Brothers Grimm tales do include uh, the Little Mermaid as part of it, as a different tale, but kind of same ideology. He did write a lot of musical num- numbers towards those things, but uh, I think he his rendition of The Little Mermaid was a lot different and a lot more gory. She yeah. She comes foam.
0: Yeah, I do remember that. They all ripped
2: off Shakespeare.
3: <laughs> 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 well, it was the divine It was the, the divine uh, tragedies that they were basing them off of, you know, Greeks. Comedy's really sad, and tragedy's really funny for some reason, and... <laughs> they made they made a great so game kidding. off of it called Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> yeah,
0: that that classic Greek literature, Assassin's Creed Odyssey.
3: I know. I mean, I'm really surprised they found a great translation of it for uh, the game.
0: Right. I I heard they did a uh, they got went to a cemetery. They went to Homer's grave and they drew a sigil with crayon <laughs>
2: on it. Uh, it wasn't just any crayon though. It was uh, Simpsons yellow.
3: That's yeah, There right. you
2: go. Fun fact the first time that the dwarves were named was in a 1912 play Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Uh, their names were Blick, Flick, Glick, Plick, Quee, <laughs> Snick and Wick. Well, oh, why did you change them? No.
3: Quee?
4: No. Please <laughs> stop.
3: Quee is now like the new word I'm just going to say whenever <laughs> it comes up. I'm going to begin the next the next <laughs> whenever stream it comes up. Does it come up. I'm like hello mm-hmm. uh, the new NPC and the uh, Raiders of the, of the Galaxy is named Kui. Snapcap
2: fact number 853. Hawaii has its own time zone.
4: True. Uh, I don't know any of this. There's so many time because, zones.
3: Because uh, PST and Hawaii an hour behind Pacific Standard. They're like four hours behind us.
0: But is the question asking that there's nothing else that exists in that time zone other than Hawaii? Like not just states?
2: Uh, that I can't answer. Ooh. TK, for what it's worth, they are uh, five hours behind us. Ah.
4: But you're saying like how, like it says Eastern and Central time, they have their own? Correct. Huh.
0: I mean, it sounds great. It sounds like a real good bar, right? <laughs> like, hey guys, let's go to Hawaiian time. <laughs> I, I,
3: I mean, it's always five o'clock
4: there, so why not? <laughs>
0: that, no, that's Margaritaville. <laughs> that's right next to Hawaiian Do you time. TK,
4: get your drinks right. <laughs> There's... <laughs> this is like Long Island iced teas. Is why uh, I'm going to stick with true.
0: All right. I'm. I'm also feeling true.
3: Okay. You're feeling true too.
4: Yeah. Oh no. There's uh, an
3: Alaskan time. So there should be a Hawaiian time. Man. But remember
0: I'm the, the so last hard. time, CA, I went against everybody. I won.
4: Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> Rubbing it in. Ah, <laughs> oh, true.
2: Okay. And the answer is false. Uh, no, you led me astray.
4: I tried this to is save your you. fault. <laughs> no, you did it. It is
2: called Hawaii Aleutian Standard Time, so thus Ugh. it includes Hawaii and the Aleutian Islands. It's not as good of a bar. No, <laughs> no
3: they they stop serving at been. like two thirty in the morning, and you're like, yeah. it's only like four p.m. <laughs>
2: Uh, As I stated, uh, they are UTC minus 10, which is five hours behind us. We are UTC minus five. The UTC 10 also has three different other zones. Uh, Cook Island has Cook Island time, and Pipette has its own zone, the Pipette zone. And then there's Whiskey time zone, which is actually (laughs) unique to the airline industry. And it describes literally an area of the ocean that has no islands in it whatsoever. In between Japan and the United States.
4: Beautiful.
3: Yeah. I feel like we should build an island out there so there's something there, so it's not lonely.
4: The Raider Island. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the everybody of bring, bring a hand... <laughs> Hawaiian time.
0: Everybody just bring a handful of sand. We're going to meet up in the middle of the ocean, build this island, y'all. No,
3: we're, going, we're going more advanced than that. We're going to put down some carbon fiber nanotubes, have it floating... And then oh, everyone puts a little bit of sand in the middle. And they're like, all right, this is your sand. So you've, you've contributed to the Island of Lost Threads. Now <laughs> go out and bring more people here who can add sand. And eventually we'll have enough that we can make a sandcastle.
0: <laughs> there you go. And also keep TK away from all the shellfish, please.
4: <laughs> yes. That's that in the good.
3: explosives because, uh,
4: you know. Yeah, we know, we'll, we know. That's never a good thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, You were correct. Alaska does have its own time zone. Um, Oddly, even though the state is so humongous, it could be theoretically divided into four different time zones. Uh, They did make a conscious decision just to have one time zone for the entire state.
3: Because they're not like Arizona. It was like, no, we're going to ignore the rest of the world who has daylight (laughs) savings.
4: Can't we just all share a time zone? I know, right? That
0: was, that was, I was about to say, that's, this is going to be my hot take, but there should just be one time because there should be, it's ridiculous to try and and do all this math. It's insane. Math is, studies have shown math is bad.
4: Or even like if it's 7 p.m. here, it should just, if it's daylight somewhere else, it should be 7 a.m. there. And then that's it. That should be the only change.
3: The change should still be 7 p.m. It's like it's 7 p.m. and it's bright and sunny. No, it's 7 p.m. and it's dark out. Because I said so. <laughs>
4: oh, why do we even need PMs and AMs? Can't it just be seven? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> just seven, it's seven at, when it's seven. It's seven, at, it's seven in sun and it's
3: seven at night. Or seven in dark. <laughs> there we go. Meet me at seven. We at need. Yeah,
0: we just need a binary <laughs> clock system. It's, it's, it's dark, it's light. It's dark, it's light. It's dark, it's light.
4: It worked right? in and Star Trek. And I'm okay Trek. with that. Meet me when it's light works too. <laughs> I mean,
0: I've seen my nephews have been like, hey, it's nighttime looking outside. They don't care about what... It says on the clock they just say hey it's nighttime. it's dark outside it's daytime it's light
3: outside well, we so need to be like children they're they're ahead of the yes. curve already <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's what, like when I ask Paul from Shouldercast, and I'm like hey do you want to stream with us Friday he's like sure what time I'm like that's like 7 Eastern he's like is that like Saturday for me and I'm like what did you just say <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> See,
3: what, you know you're just like look time zones are evil it, it might be Saturday for you. It might be Wednesday. We don't know. <laughs> Time is relative. <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, I mean, just it on is. When I do, that's great. Thanks.
2: Snapcat fact number six sixty four. It is against the law to put pretzels in bags in Philadelphia. Oh, that's so
1: specific. Wait,
4: what kind of bags? Like paper bags? Because that's what they do. Sorry, yeah, it just says I, like, bags.
3: I, I'm gonna say false because I saw plenty of people getting pretzels put in bags at the station.
4: Yeah, but is it illegal?
3: I don't know. I mean, I can see, no, I see it being no. illegal to put a cheesesteak in a bag because that's just a sin.
4: Wait, is it illegal? Okay, wait. No. Wait a minute. Okay. So, like, when I go to the pretzel factory, they put my pretzel in a bag. Okay. But is it because the person's on the street putting pretzels in the bag in Philadelphia? That's illegal? You
2: know? Uh, Well, the cap does not specify.
4: See? <laughs> the, ca- the cap question. is only I mean, so
2: big.
3: I'm going to say false because <laughs> we were we were just in Philly. I was just in Philly.
2: Did you buy pretzels?
3: Yeah, actually I but did I, at, uh, when I was waiting for my train, which was early and then an hour and a half late.
4: But back in the day, you used to be able to get your pretzels in a bag right off the street Yeah, the, from some the random mysterious person who didn't even have a vendor. <laughs> but I don't see them anymore. And that makes me feel old. Uh, the, the street vendors <laughs> have kind of gone the
3: way of, uh, because Philadelphia got... Like industrial not really industrials it got uh gentrified
0: okay so here's my big problem really. there's like all these obscure laws that exist like in new jersey you can't eat ice cream on sunday or something like that and these exist but nobody enforces them you know like nobody cops don't arrest people for like Mm -hmm. putting a pretzel in a bag or like murder like those kind of things just aren't like dealt with and so i feel like this is one of
2: those obscure (laughs) laws (laughs) I would like to point out, we do arrest people for murder in Pennsylvania. I know Texas is different because uh, <laughs> Lone Star State and all that, but yeah. I just like how oh, you I... mentioned New
3: Jersey specifically, Kyle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is, is one of y'all in New Jersey right now?
2: <laughs> no, we're no. we're persona non grata in New Jersey. This this podcast isn't oh, even no. heard there.
3: Yeah, they, they don't <laughs> let me in New Jersey anymore. There was a whole thing. I threatened the oh, okay. entire state of New Jersey once.
2: If you try to download this episode in New Jersey, it just tells you, no, I'm sorry, we can't do that. (laughs) An FBI warning comes up. That makes sense. They have like the China firewall, but just for New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
4: I'm going to say it's true. I'm sticking with
3: false.
0: I am going to go false just because.
4: Because I really think it just depends though, because I mean, I do, I get pretzels like every other day and it's always in a bag, but I think it, it depends if it's on the street or not or in a vendor.
3: I mean, I walked by a cop in the train station with my pretzel in a bag and he didn't arrest me.
4: <laughs> yeah, but did you ever see them again or were they arrested? <laughs> no, but I mean, he's got a pretzel right behind me. <laughs> oh, man. It makes me want to go, huh? At the same time. Ooh. That make I'm going to huh? do that. Huh? Because half of it seems true to me and the other half not so much. understand. <laughs> Quick, before I change my mind. And
2: the answer is false.
3: Uh, oh, yes. Bitch. What am I saying ah? That was uh, what I chose. Yes. Damn it. Well done,
2: TK. You got it. We won.
3: <laughs> Yay. TK. My, my, sorry, it's been one of those days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I won. Oh. This is, in fact, an internet myth. Uh, I went to the uh, PA code and I searched for the word pretzel. There is only one <laughs> reference to the word pretzel, uh, it's the street called pretzel in Philadelphia. Um, the internet claims that it was an act of 1760 in Philadelphia. That's absurd. The pretzel was invented in 1861 in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. (laughs) It was a prophecy. The internet also claims that it's statute 325.1a, and that is not, there's no such statute. (laughs) So this is definitely false all the way around.
3: There was a, there's a girl, um, follow on Twitter, met her on the train home from PAX on Friday, who ordered a large pretzel from the Philly pretzel factory. She posted a picture that gets bigger than me. My only response is you ordered the meal pretzel. It's supposed to be a meal. (laughs) When the squeezy bottle
2: runs out of mustard that, you know that something's up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) She's like somebody should have told me how big it was. Like, That picture on the board is real. (laughs) Do they not
0: serve it with like a change of address saying you live in the pretzel now?
3: (laughs) No, it's like you're you're a a PA native, so you know what you're getting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so by a final score of five to three and a half to three, Kyle is our winner. Yeah. Yay.
0: Well done, sir. (laughs) Beginner's (laughs) luck,
2: even though I tried really hard. I'm telling you, man, that podcast will teach you something. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. We, I'm. To
0: be fair, the Snow White question I directly that pulled directly from my research that I do for the M words. Yes, so it's helped uh, me in one I'll, regard.
3: Uh, Kyle, uh, randomly, when you post on Twitter uh, about your podcast when the episodes come out, I'm just going to randomly post on there. You damn millennials need to get off my lawn.
0: <laughs> you can absolutely do that on Twitter, at MWordPod. And this is not a plug, because I'm just responding to a question.
3: <laughs> plug, plug, plug.
2: And now it's time for What's in the Box?
3: What's in the Box? What's
0: in the Box?
2: Yes. Uh, the portion of our show where I read a story and then ask uh, my co-host at the end to tell me how it ends. Everybody ready? I was born yes. ready.
3: As I take off my glasses and I'm partially blind.
2: (laughs) (laughs) After a rough night playing bartender in the tipsy cricket, you bid the owner farewell with a hearty handshake and head to the stable. The memories from last night will haunt you for the rest of your days, but at least you made a little gold out of the deal. The walk to retrieve your traveling companions is a short one, but with each passing step, you become aware of a distant whistle that grows ever louder. It isn't until you pass through the main doors of the stable that you realize it's coming from inside. After a brief search to slake your curiosity, you discover that the high-pitched wail is emanating from Molly's saddle of endless holding. You reach into your bag, and you pull out an old friend. The statue is an amazing work of art, depicting a hideous creature. Imagine if a kobold in a mind flare had a child. It looks just like that. "'You! It was you!' screams the Stable Master with an odd mix of both anger and glee. "'I've been searching for the source of that confounded noise for days!' He then slowly charges at you with a broom in hand. "'Get out! Get out! Don't you ever come back!' The madman chases the lot of you out of the stable and then slams the door behind you. "'You thought you were finished with this little idol and that it was going to occupy a shelf somewhere in your den. But now, your little friend seems to have returned from the dead.' When you hold this statue and turn around, the whistling noise grows softer and louder depending on the direction, and that's when you spot it. It's a soot covered, abandoned house, catty corner to the tipsy cricket. Many of its shingles have shattered upon the ground, and the wall boards are losing their war against the winds of time. The door to the dwelling is the only feature of the house that seems to be doing its job, and to the right of the door, plunged into the ground, is the most innocuous fence post you've ever seen. A million people have walked past it. It's nothing. But when you turn your back to the post, the statue goes silent. And When you turn back around to face the post, the statue screams. You recall the statue once giving you some mysterious advice. Three steps past the fence post, it said. Apparently, it's somewhere within the house. One lockpick kit later, and you're standing in the foyer, staring at the blank, skeletal faces of four specters. You know from experience that specters only linger when they are cursed. Something is deadly wrong in this abandoned house. The specters rush at you, unaware of your immunity to their antics. You step by them, and in some cases through them, as they complain to no one in particular. Intruder. Destroyer. Wanderer. Enemy. With each step further into their prison, their moaning crescendos. Clearly, they are as curious as you are. You use the statue as a compass, zeroing in on the source of the disturbance. Once you realize that the source is below you, you find the cellar door and descend. At the foot of the old creaking stairs, you find an empty basement. Well, not quite empty. There's a well about three steps away from the foundation. When you walk up to the edge of the well, the statue absolutely shrieks and vibrates ferociously in your hand. Suicide! Unguarded!
1: Unprepared!
2: Without even thinking it through, you stoop to shine a light into the dark well, and that's when it happens. Whether by the pull of the statue or unseen hands assaulting you from the shadows, you somehow plummet into the well and splash painfully into the tepid water at the base. The howling and vibrating of the statue sends shockwaves echoing off all the walls and drives ripples into the water. It takes all that you have to focus your mind. You find your footing in what turns out to be only three feet of water and then plunge your hand into the soaking blackness beneath you. Your hands dance across the unmistakable features of a dozen skeletons, but then the statue grows silent as you pull from the bottom of the well a box. It's a shine kit, somehow immune to the destructive effects of the water. Like any adventurer worth their salt, you have tides on your belt for just such an occasion. You tie the box and statue alike to your hip, but unlike most adventurers, you have yet another surprise. It's a pair of ninja claws, perfect for extracting yourself from deep trouble. Questions flood your ears from all around you as you hoist yourself above the rim of the watery tomb. You can feel the eagerness of the spirits as they close in and huddle around you. Obsessed with the sunken salvage you have raised from the depths, their vacant orbits stare transfixed. Their one hope for peace, their one chance for escape, their one question for you is this. What's
4: in the box? What's in the box?
2: TK, you want to go?
3: No, I'll go first. I got a perfect item for what's in the go box. Go for it. in the box? Is a flute.
2: Ooh. Uh, now, how many strings does your flute have? Because it's well established that flute on this show is a flying lute. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It is a uh, 12-string flying <laughs> No, no. What?
2: All right. How many holes in your flute?
3: <laughs> it has six holes.
2: Six holes. Now, does that include the hole that you blow into?
3: No. It actually is a reed flute. Ooh.
4: Oh. How avant-garde. Okay. So, I don't know how to make it work, but I'm just going <laughs> to blow on it. When you
3: blow on it, this this eerie sound comes out. And it
4: starts playing a tune on its own. <gasps> but I'm going to make it look like I'm making it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs>
2: so it's like a player piano, but a flute. <laughs>
3: hmm. Yeah. And um, it's, you hear these ghostly voices that
4: begin to sing. Does everyone or just me? Uh, everyone
3: in it? a 20-foot vicinity hears this ghostly singing. Whoa. And I could sing oh. if you want me to sing horribly.
2: <laughs> do you need me to do my Marilyn?
3: You know the song, CA. <laughs> I, oh, I do? You do. Bishes, bishes, you sang it, it on Twitter. <laughs> Jimmy Crackcorn and
2: I don't. Oh, no, that's not that one. <laughs> she doesn't know that song.
4: Tip <laughs> her through the tulips? <laughs> <laughs> Is that
3: the song? It begins to sing, hello, nat one, my old
4: friend. (laughs) This flute is a cursed flute.
3: That anyone but you who hears it. I lost this one. Anyone but you who hears it immediately rolls a nat one on their next three rolls.
2: Oh, so if you're within 20 (laughs) feet of the flute, you automatically roll a nat one.
3: For your next three rolls. I love it. Oh, oh, that's
2: delicious! Oh no!
3: <laughs> and yes, there is a song that I'm writing that goes along with that.
2: <laughs> that is beautiful. excellent. Well done. Oh man, how am I gonna beat that? Is it is the flute made out of ivory?
3: It no, it is a bone flute. Oh, it's bony. That that is from the uh, femur of a <laughs> lich named Bob. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Made out of bone. I see. (laughs) Save some of this for next week, okay? Uh, You're you're shooting for the stars here, (laughs) Kyle. (laughs) Yeah. How you making out? It's a glove. That's what I'm gonna go with. All right.
4: There's a there's a glove in the box. Like a lady's glove, or a boxing glove, or a man's glove.
0: It's it's a. It's a uh, non-binary glove. It prefers no gender. Um, And you may be wondering, is he going to stick to his brand here?
2: Um, And that answer is yes. All right. So Um, when you say non-binary, you mean it's neither male or female or it's neither left nor right? Because I'm picturing a six-fingered glove here with two thumbs. Which is, is delicious? Man.
0: You are you are one hundred percent correct. <laughs> yes, it is. It prefers
2: no side, no gender, if you, um, no choice. So if you lose your left or right glove, you can get one of these gloves <laughs> to replace the one that you lost. That is that's great. Did it
3: happen to kill? Did it belong to the guy who killed Dr. Kimball's wife. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: um yeah so this is a (laughs)
2: non-binary glove um and it is also a magic non-binary glove yeah let me ask you this so is there any way for me to visually know that it's magic like does it have uh, runes on it or any sort of uh you know incantations written on it or anything like that
0: no here's the thing every every person who has ever used this glove has found out its terrible power um, mistakenly or, or, or not mistakenly but uh, unknowingly when you put it on know. does
2: it grow a thumb on the other side of your hand <laughs> where it doesn't belong does it make you a six figured van no you could win this oh, oh.
0: oh. oh. CA right. so, hey, what's no. in your box
2: no. oh sorry no we we're not, not doing. with this box
0: <laughs> um <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's, it's it doesn't affect the, the person wearing the glove it affects what they touch Does it make it cold? It does not make it cold. Whoever you touch wearing the non-binary glove is, um, which is actually, I'm going to change the name of the glove. It is a non-binary glove, but that doesn't define who Sure, it is. It doesn't (laughs) define itself by its non-binariness. The glove is called, if you look inside the glove, there's a little tag and it just says the millennial touch. And um, (laughs) what happens is when you touch somebody with the non-binary millennial touch glove, it, they are filled with dread and despair, and they lose all their retirement. Oh, <laughs>
1: no.
3: Kyle, let's say this person runs a business. Does their business get ruined?
0: Their business is ruined and destroyed and wiped from the earth and replaced by a sleek oh, new business. Oh, listen to
4: this. Oh, no. This is so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So
3: this is what happened to Instagram, guys. The millennial so glove touched it. So <laughs> exactly.
0: Yep, the Millennial Touch accidentally touched Vine, um, that wonderful six-second <laughs> app, and it, it was a truly terrible tragedy disaster that happened. Is it called the selfie
2: to... glove?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Go for uh, it. Yeah. It actually says selfie. It's embroidered on the, cu- on the cuff. Name <laughs> that glove.
1: Yes,
0: it, uh, if you say, let's take a selfie, it extends a selfie stick <laughs> out of it. That's where the sixth finger is for. Ah. It extends out. <laughs>
3: now the question is is it made out of recycled material
0: oh it is so organic I'm so glad you asked it's the most organic uh, conflict free material it's made yeah, from
2: cucumber it. pulp
0: that's how good <laughs> because, this is
2: but the cucumbers are like old and prepared to die you know <laughs> you have to dehydrate 3 million cucumbers in order to get enough pulp to make one glove
0: yeah it's it's exciting
2: all right, C.A., what's in your box?
4: The box looks pretty intense. It is red, and it is silver-lined uh, with a very weird design to it, and there are multiple locks on the box. I want to pick the locks. This is my shoe
2: shine box, or <laughs> this is a box inside the box? <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is a box inside the box. Oh, okay. Oh, so good.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm glad we cleared that up, because in my mind, the shoe shine box was completely different. <laughs> 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 all right yes uh so tk and i we spend the better part of an afternoon uh, trying to hack into all the locks of this box yeah. while i watch
4: so- we keep breaking <laughs> pins and like
3: okay uh kyle we need to go out and sit search for more bobby pins for us please <laughs>
2: at one point we hit the box with rocks <laughs> <No>.
3: <laughs> we call it
4: mean name but it's sh- not working when you hit the box with rocks, you see like blue sparks that come off as you hit it.
2: Well, I'm more, we knock the box with rocks.
3: <laughs> so once, once we see the blue sparks, like Grizz, maybe you shouldn't insult the box like that, man. I mean,
4: you're not doing anything.
2: <laughs> I'm worried it's going to give me a pox.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh when you open up the box inside it's almost like a bag of holding and inside you see about 434 door handles locks dials and keys
2: so is this a uh, like a like a rogue's training kit to learn how to pick you know pick different locks and things like that it is oh oh i like that
4: but there's also magic ability to it
2: well, I was going to say, are some of the locks, slash knobs, slash whatever, are they magical?
4: They are all magical.
2: So you have to dispel them and then unlock them. No. You have to unlock them to dispel them.
3: <laughs> if we ask it nicely, or if I uh, try, so, you know, seducing the locks. So
4: whoever unlocks the box can use the locks, the door handles, and keys inside it.
3: That—that's
0: what the spell does. That's what the magic does.
4: No. I'm just saying that you're able to handle the door handles and locks and stuff inside the box now.
0: Now, understanding I've really only played D&D once, and I know that there are different types of magic. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to ask and not understand what the answer is. But is there? <laughs> do we know what type of magic this is? Can we sense uh, that? Is that a thing?
4: Well, when, he, when Griswix was hitting this rock, there was like these blue sparks that came off of it. So you know that it's definitely magic of some type, um, but nothing like extreme or harmful.
3: Okay. I want to grab that uh, skull from Molly's bag. That skull <laughs> oh, that tells us where magic wood is. What kind of magic is this? And pointing <laughs> at the box. <laughs> uh, um,
4: so how does this skull work? It it just tells you what the magic. It just detects is?
3: magic, or it also opens up a portal to Valhalla. <laughs>
4: Whoa, <laughs> and the portal opens. Well, guys, <laughs> going about I'm, I'm going to go And you standing in with a bunch <laughs> of locks. I'm going to go
3: find uh, where CA the eight-foot-door hammer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you cannot have my hammer, by the way. That saves me forever. <laughs> Not with Molly, because we saw that didn't work out very well. To tip
3: Molly over.
4: <laughs> so if you were to take one of these locks... Let's say one that looks like a a combination lock, and you were to use it, it would unlock a safe within your vicinity with the same lock, even though you're not touching it or trying to break into it. I like that. Ooh. The the,
3: the lock, the the thief in me is like, definitely going to go visit a few banks.
4: <laughs> also, that I mean, you that's... still have to do all the work to get the stuff out of the safe, but at least it opens it up for you. And you can also use it as, uh, as like distractions. So, as if you unlocked the door and then somebody goes over to see who's at the door, and then you can just gate behind them, that kind of thing. You can use that also.
3: Well, it also lock locks, like relock them.
4: Yes, you could relock with them. Although, like, with safes, you know how the <clears throat> you know how the door pops open? Then that would be a problem because it doesn't close doors. But if it's just a lock on a door or a handle, you could use that. Okay,
3: yeah. so here's the plan, guys. We take these locks. <laughs> I know where a keep is. I'll unlock the door. Kyle and Grizz, you guys wait <laughs> on the other side of the door. I'm going to just whip loot at the guards. When they run in to chase me, I'm going to run out. You guys slam the door, then we lock them in.
2: Foolproof. <laughs> that is an excellent plan.
4: Yes, this is great.
2: Well, I tell you what, Kyle. If you had grown me a third thumb, you would yeah. have won this week, absolutely, hands down. Uh, no pun uh, intended. Yeah, I knew it was a mistake. TK, you are the winner. <laughs>
4: Yay. Yay!
2: Well TK. done.
4: It was the song, wasn't
2: it? <laughs> I, did I, it the,
3: did. I did post in the I did post in the Discord. I've just gotten tricked in the singing on uh, on the on the podcast.
2: yes ca you get half a point for uh, being the originator of the song that's (laughs) that's only fair only fair
3: we are controlling transmission
2: kyle you got anything coming up that's of interest i'm sure the podcast is coming out right
0: yeah podcast comes out once a week on fridays um and so that happens that exists out in the world Also, I will be at PodCon in Seattle in January, and so if you will be at PodCon, tweet at me and so I can see your human face in the real world.
2: PodCon is all about podcasting, I assume?
0: It is. It's only the second year they've done it, but yeah, so it's a, a group of podcasters
2: who come together and see what's up in that podcasting world. Given your proximity to Oklahoma, I thought maybe it could be a convention about peas.
0: It's, it's, <laughs> you know, I think that was the first year they did that. And they said, nah, this didn't work, but we already paid for the trademark. So let's see what else we can do. I
2: I had to enunciate the word peas because it sounded like it was a pea convention as a donation. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, under, I, I I was
3: wondering what that was that, about. That, like, seems okay. a, that seems to be a theme in tonight's show for some reason. <laughs> Do you, know, do you know the date for PodCon?
0: I 100% do, as <laughs> I am remembering right now with my brain. Uh, it is January 19th through the 20th. Okay. Yeah.
2: Cool. Uh, December the 28th, 2018, we have off that week. That is uh, New Year's week. And so we will be running the best of the Thread Raiders countdown. And so now I have been preparing for this. I now have almost two and a half hours of highlights. And while certainly some of that can get cut down, we have decided actually to post two episodes that day. Um, they will still be uh, you know, a, a total of 70, 70 75 highlights, um, but it will be across two episodes. So some of you may be interested in just listening to the top ones versus those of you who have no life at all can you know, listen to the full <laughs> breadth and scope of all the funny things that we've actually said.
4: <laughs> I'll be listening.
2: Yes, that has that sound, definitely happened. Sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and again for those of you who are interested if you would like to participate we would love to have you uh, we are looking for some audio files that have people saying number 1, number 11, number 62 uh, so that we can incorporate your voices into the mix as uh, so just like we did for our theme song Sweet. Uh, after that January the 3rd through the 6th is MagFest
4: MagFest, yes I will be there uh, hanging out with Buzz having a good time 24 24- hours of gaming for four days straight. It's intense. Also, CA will be playing pinball. I will. Saturday is my pinball day, so I won't see anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's quite an obsession. It's the only time I get to play pinball. It's so expensive. Everywhere I go, it's like $2 to play pinball for like a ball. I'm going to have to
3: buy you a pinball machine.
4: But you know what? I thought about this, about saving up money to get one. But when they break is the real problem. Because then you have to really know how to fix it. Right. Because not many, you can't just call anyone to fix your pinball machine. So that, the problem that is, say, hey, is real. Hey,
3: CA, uh, my dad used to build these.
4: Oh, your the, dad is so cool. Yeah. Can you bring your dad to podcast day? <laughs> like, no, that I, I really
3: asked, like, Dad, will you come on the podcast? No. Gosh. Just flat out, no. I don't do that crap.
4: Damn it. He's 62.
3: <laughs> He's about ready to retire.
4: just want to know things
2: he's also the designer of killer eel pinball game it's uh it's stunning Uh, when
3: when he was in the army uh he worked at a bar and people kept breaking the pinball machine so he taught himself how to fix it
2: there's no less than 12 ramps in that game
4: kyle were you gonna say something about pinball
2: no i'm just kind of
0: mystified by tk's family really and just all that (laughs) (laughs) just genetically that
2: happens within that family it's just beautiful and and then finally, August the 1st through the 4th, 2019, uh, is Gen Con.
4: Gen Con.
2: Now Yay! is the time to get your tickets. They are going fast.
3: Terminally Nerdy will be there with Saverick.
4: Yes, uh, Tabletop Loot will be there as well. Uh, I will be there. So that's really exciting. Mets Girl is going to try to be there. Uh, I think David Osteel is also trying to make it. So I know that this convention is crazy big. But as soon as we find out who's going in the Twitter community, we will let everybody know. So you can come say hi and hang out with us. I believe that tabletop Loot and I are looking for a room to rent out so that all of your Twitterverse can come out and game with us, hang out roll some dice have a good time so i'll keep everyone updated for that as well
2: i have a phone call into the flying cupcake food truck people uh, to guarantee <laughs> Yay, that they're going to be there
4: cupcake. they're so cute oh my gosh i wonder if they'll make thread reader cupcakes for us that would be cool we could ask mm, i'm going to inquire boy that's them. some
2: synergy right there that's cross promotion yes. at its finest
4: hey i mean i'll eat a cupcake live Whatever you need. <laughs>
0: I don't know if you know this, but um, five cupcakes has the same amount of sucrose as an Oreo cookie. That's, that's um, right. That's a
2: fact that I know. Then how
4: many in a blueberry jelly bean? <laughs>
2: it depends. Some of their cupcakes have jelly beans on them, which throws the math all off. <laughs> it's a variable we can never understand.
4: And also, TK, I forgot to put it on the list, is for stinkums for February. Want to talk about that? in
3: February, the entire month of February for the Thread Raiders. Myself, I'll be be working on it a little bit before then, once I actually after we're done with the podcast, I'll be setting up the picture and everything for GoFundMe and doing all that fun stuff. Uh, we're doing an entire month to raise money for Stinkrats. Uh, Stinkrat streams, Alex is a lovely human being and uh, just needs a bit of help. She's a Thread Raider, she's a big member of the community, uh, very big with Able Gamers, and we're going to <clears throat> excuse me, Uh, raise money for help her out with some medical expenses she's incurring because we don't want her to have to worry about that alone Uh, she's a member of the family yeah
4: as we all know it's very expensive to pay for insurance and for all of these medical expenses out there it gets so crazy in the thousands but this particular thing that stinky wants to save up for it would really improve her way of life so we definitely want to spread awareness about it and we're hoping people will come out and support stinky um, where you're going to be seeing a lot of advertisements um, for thread raiders to kind of get the word out there um, all of our streams like tk had mentioned are going to be dedicated to the cause so if you are interested in streaming uh, whether it be an rpg game or video games things like that you know let us know uh, the more streamers we have the more successful we can be in this this. And uh, if not, you can always spread the word online too. Uh, make tweets, things like that, or say hi to Stinky and go to Stinky Streams, stuff like that. So
2: she is the Stink Rat Streams on twi- on Twitch.
3: Yes. Yeah. And uh, also, this it will not be this Monday like I planned. It'll actually be Wednesday uh, when the TPK Theater goes live. Any money I make from that, all proceeds are going right to the chair, the fundraiser event for Stink Rats.
2: Awesome. Yep. Very cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, for those of you who are interested in learning more about her, uh, you can tune into episode number 29 of the Thread Raiders podcast. Uh, we had her on as a guest and she spent mm-hmm. the uh, the afternoon with us uh, tarnishing her reputation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we appreciate that. <laughs> and so with that, thank you listeners for uh, listening to the show. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, we also want to spe- we also want to thank our guest host Kyle the Turner. Woo!
1: Hey. Kyle! Thank you.
2: Thank y'all.
0: You know, the first time I played D is because of y'all's extra life campaign. So I owe everything Yay. to the Thread Raiders. Woo. And you can cut this part out and just use it for like commercials and stuff like that if you want.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> now we're gonna Yay. move it up front in the show. That way, you know, yeah. everybody realizes how <laughs> powerful off with that we are. Every as a group. time. There you go.
1: Please, please <laughs> let me leave. Please
2: let me go. <laughs> Have I done enough thread raiders? <laughs> And as always, we want to thank our uh, steadfast sponsor, Tabletop Loot. Uh, for those of you who are looking to do some Christmas shopping, we would highly recommend Tabletop Loot for the gamer in your life. Uh, and at checkout, you can use the code Raiders to receive 15% off, which will allow you to buy even more loot for yourself or, uh, you know, homeless people, whoever whoever you, you know, whoever needs dice.
3: And they're doing a really cool thing right now. Free shipping on $30 or more. Yeah, use, nice. use that discount code. Get yourself more dice.
2: Yes. If you enjoyed our show, please give us a tweet to help us spread the word. And uh, for those of you who are interested in more information on the Thread Raiders, you can find out all about us on threadraiders.com, including links to all of our social media properties, Twitter, Discord, etc., etc., etc.